I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? Happy Christmas. We're in that period where I don't know what day of the week it is. Season's over, well, the fantasy season anyway. The ships are in the dock. I can hear Scott Hansen. Something's dramatically gone wrong behind the glass. Lee, sort your life out. Anyway, Murph, you and me and Lee, we heard him behind the glass. Big man, how you doing? Happy Christmas. You, you froze, so I didn't hear anything. Oh, I said Merry Christmas. Happy New oh. Year to upcoming Merry Christmas. This is gone. There's a gremlin. There's gremlins in the system. It's Christmas gremlins. It's the fantasy, uh, the fantasy gods have conspired against us because the season is over and there'll be no more sacrificial lambs. That's well, exactly what's... What's all this talk that the season's over? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, week I 17, I... I mean... Listen, I put a wave of wire article out today. I've got articles coming out tomorrow, and there might even be a, a, a start sit slash matchup podcast. I didn't do a wave wire podcast because it just didn't get time to do it. But it's a, it's a very you know, niche, I, I have, it's a very niche market you're speaking I, to. <laughs> yeah, I understand it's like three percent of the universe, but those three percent matter. You know, all these fantasy analysts that are sitting there signing off. You know, you're signing off. You know, you're all on a beach. That's fine. You you want to go on a beach? That that works. I'm I'm going to keep grinding for the three percenters out there, the ones that are hardcore. I've got a fantasy matchup next week for uh, first overall pick in the 2021 draft. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I've got to play that one. So really throws the extra randomness into the week 17 toilet bowl when teams start resting starters and yeah, 
it does yeah. get a bit it does get a bit crazy um it will be on sunday my you projected about nine points <laughs> yeah well there's a deep league so i have more than that i'm just working out how many games i played this year it would be my 1075th head-to-head fantasy matchup in the 2020 season i no, it's too many. <laughs> yeah, it is too many, and I will be leaving some leagues uh, next year um, for sure. But we will be putting more redrafts and more um, bits and pieces on, and I've got some great ideas for some crazy leagues that, as always, we will do. But um, I think for me, I won't be commissioning any fan- <laughs> any vampire leagues into a league, and. Um, yeah, probably won't be doing uh, as many dynasties. I won't be doing any dynasty startups this year, that's for sure. So got my dynasty teams. I'll stick with some. I'll cut others. Um, but the redrafts to the major tournaments is what I'll be focusing on primarily next year. I uh, I take ombridge with your vampire. I, I'll do it. I'll commission Vampire League because I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I've apart from doing a few match, you did some of my matchups, I managed to hold some of my own so i think i can go the whole hog next year and i will commission our five yard vampire league that's good as long as i don't have to be any part of it then that's fine i'm literally like done with it because it's it's just you have to make sure it's fair that you play the right amount of people in the right weeks and it just it's just a lot of management which when you're trying to run and commission other leagues it's just not possible oh i don't Um, disagree and yeah it you know, the, the the other thing is as well, the vampire won both leagues that we ran, which is just a case of like, well, it, it's kind of like you with everything that happened this year. I don't know. I, it just got to the point where I, the admin took over the enjoyment of being in that league. And maybe if I'm not running it, I might change my view. But yeah, I, I haven't got any desire to do that next year at all because it's just the admin far outweighed. And then people trying to interpret the rules. And I was just like, I'm not having a rules discussion. I've kind of ruled what, what it is like yeah you know none of you have played in a vampire league before the rules are the rules that are interpreted by the commissioner they are what they are Mm. and we made i made rulings that i felt were were fair and i think that people that play in our leagues would think that i'm a pretty fair commissioner for the for the most part and we get a lot of praise for the leagues we run in so i didn't enjoy having people interpret the rules and get into an argument over them when you know no one had played that format before. And even if they had, you know, the commissioner sets uh, the guidelines for the rules. There's the gray area. It's down to their job to rule what they think is, is best. That's why they're the commissioners while you're playing in their league. But anyway, I'm, I'm sidetracked. It's, it's, it was fun. I'm glad people enjoy it. A lot of people said they really enjoyed it. I, I personally didn't. This is not one I'm desperate to play next year. Um, and I think the admin and everything far outweighed the enjoyment for me. So, um, whereas I think there's a few leagues that w- there will be some admin required who I want to try out and see, I think will be a better fit. Yeah, the one you mentioned in the staff league earlier was bananas, but that's there's no spoilers for that. We're not we're not diving into that right now. No, and that that's going to be a special invite only because that particular league is 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 really for diehards. It's going to involve um, really dedicated people who are going to. It, it requires a lot of in-season management. And I'll leave it there. And it means that I'm going to handpick people basically based on my experience of playing with them. Um, and people can choose not to not to play. And that's absolutely fine. I won't be offended, you know. Um, but I think it's a great format. It's in a lot of people. Plus, there's a lot of 
I think it will rid the people who perhaps lose hope in early parts of the season when their star players, first round picks go down. I noticed there was a lot of people this year that sort of gave up when Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley went down. Um, and I think this new format will eradicate that massively. So um, I'm not going to go into too many details, but um, it's going to be a good format to try. And yeah, if you get a call from me about it, and I have told a couple of people and they're, they're in. So um it'd be a lot of work, but I'm looking forward to that one in particular. And I'd rather put the time and energy in, into something like that. I think is is risk reward, probably a bit, a bit of a benefit. hundred mm, percent. But I also but, think you shouldn't give up because my, I think my favorite win of a league this year was a keeper league that JK set up and he asked me to be in as to help set up the scoring and stuff. Cause he'd never commissioned a league. So I jumped in as the 12th man. I went, Oh, and six, absolute disaster of a start clawed my way back to seven and six snuck into the playoffs in week 14 won the next three and i'm holding the belt that's why you don't give up in fantasy until you are mathematically eliminated from playoff and then even then you don't give up you keep going and you play for a winning record yeah i i have to say that i'm i'm genuinely impressed with the level of play in our fantasy leagues this year and i felt that 98 99 of people gave everything to the end, including in the leagues where it was consolation prizes, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, there were still waiver claims. There were still people trying to win. And those people in particular, like hats off um, because that's kind of the culture that we instill on the pod. Um, you know, we, we didn't make the playoffs in every league and the leagues that we didn't make the playoffs in, we put waiver claims in every week. We, we were trying to win actively every week. And that even though I've got a number one pick on the line in this dynasty league, I'm still going to go out and win. My philosophy is never to throw a game. It just isn't, it's just not in my nature. The satisfaction of winning outweighs. They, maybe I'm a bit New York Jets like that. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm not in my nature to, to do it versus for the number one or number two pick in a league where I'm going to get a quality player either way in a position I need. So if I have the one, if I have the two, does it overly matter? I'm not so sure that it does for me. So I'm quite happy to to play that league out and to see what happens. And based on the scores in the in the in the other toilet bowl semi-final, I've got an uphill struggle anyway. Um, I was like 50 points behind, so it, you know it doesn't matter. Like if I lose, there's a benefit to losing, right? But I, I will actively go out and try and win, and I think that's the. You know, it really annoys me when people try and tank. And, you know, there was a dynasty scenario where we had players who were trying to tank. And I understand it because in other leagues, that's acceptable. It's just in our leagues, it's just it just goes against everything that we instill and talk about. And it's just not... It, it, there's, there's two ways of tanking. Trade all your best players for picks. Do it the Miami way all day long. Have no issue with for picks and you set what you think is the best lineup in your team for what you have available, There's you're never going to complain for me for that. Um, even if you take a few risks here and there and you sit someone who might be carrying a bit of an injury, like let's say Julio Jones was questionable and you weren't sure if he was going to play, you took a risk and you played Russell Gage over him. I'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. You, you know, you, there's scenarios in which you, you can look at, but, you know, having like all your bench all your best players benched it's just like no it just doesn't sit with the ethos of, of leagues and i think it leaves a really bad taste in people's mouths especially in the in the regular season where people are playing for mm-hmm. 
playoff spots. And I think that's the other thing is, you know, to, part of being a good league mate is recognizing the rest of the league and, you know, you handing somebody a victory in the regular season means someone might miss out on the playoffs that, they, that don't deserve to. And that, that's a bit, that's a bit too much for me. Like I just, I can't, Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. Like it just doesn't make it for a nice league. It doesn't make it for a nice environment. Um, you know, it's about having fun ultimately a lot of these leagues are are about having fun and that that means having the right people but it means having the right culture in in those leagues and i, and I think that like i said 98 99% and and to be fair the the instance i'm talking about with tanking you know the, the guy came to me and said look i'm really sorry i i didn't really know this wasn't the done thing and as soon as we kind of mapped it out and explained it he was like look fair cop i i did wrong I'll leave. And I was like, I don't want you to leave. It's your, it's a first dynasty experience. I'm just explaining why this league is different to other leagues because it's that culture. It's, you know, it's about putting the rest of your league mates on a, on a level par with yourself. It's not just about where's my team. I just do what I want. You know, it's about the rest of the league and, and the cultures that go with that, which is why, you know, I've been in leagues where I've seen some dodgy um, playoff trades. I've seen some leagues where I've seen some deliberate, trades that are favored in colluding i've i've seen people the two teams in the league and try and cheat they just get eradicated or i leave it just they're not leagues that i ever want to be part of where the commissioners take liberty i was in a league last year where a commissioner just took an absolute liberty and just changed the scoring system to favor his team and i was like well i'm out i'm not going to invest any more time and i don't feel bad leaving mm-hmm. because you you have changed the scoring mid-season you can't do that change it in the in the next season all day long put it to a vote or you know you change it and you give people the opportunity to walk away i don't have a problem with that but you can't change the scoring mid-season because your team's not doing well in a certain area and by changing it your team would be performing much better yeah it's those sorts of things i've gone on a massive (laughs) run here i don't mean to start it in such like a negative mood because i think it's fair though because there's one league where <clears throat> excuse me i think it's called the uk2 we're both in i think you're co-owning a team maybe with gary haddow or no i think i have my own team in that well, there's, okay maybe there's one league maybe where you're I... co-owning with gary but in i'm co-owning a different league with gary i had a shocker yeah, with i know which one you mean and yeah, yeah my team i never really had a chance in the season and i was bottom of the pile going into the toilet bowl and then a couple of my players came back from injury because i had kenny golliday and he never showed up and then mm. and then because it was the toilet bowl the losing team goes through i think i was three or four games back and then my players came back and then i won in the toilet bowl so i ended up not having the 101 which if it was based on regular season rankings maybe i might have done maybe i didn't Whereas at least I think the way to do it is to have a consolation bowl, not a toilet bowl. And then you need to win your matchup to go through in the consolation. So then you need to win all the way through to the end for a chance at the 101. And that, that eradicates tanking. Yeah, that, that's a scenario. There's some formats like Sleeper that doesn't, I mean, it kind of, you can set it up like that. It's a little bit different. Um, it takes some configuration to do. Um, there's a few different ways in one league we've instilled a draft lottery. So um, top eight went through, bottom four played in a meaningless toilet bowl for for a laugh, um, and it will be a name out of the hat for the top four. And, and it'll be drawn. Is that based on regular season standings? So based playoffs? on regular season standings before playoffs. The 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 toilet bowl playoff was just for fun didn't matter so the the top eight will be done on their playoff finishing because at that point they're all trying to win the playoffs like it 
and then the bottom four was um, just it's going to be done at random. It's going to be a random draw, um, literally one, two, three, four, and you you know the, what happened in the in the in the in the postseason consolation bowl, whatever. It just doesn't matter. So you're playing just for for fun and pride. Yeah. So there's a few different ways you can do it. I don't think there's a way that's necessarily better. I think it's just for me, if you're a dynasty league commissioner, tanking is just a no, no, like you've just got to eradicate that and you've got to be really clear and explicit. Um, I think the mistake I made in this one particular league is perhaps with the people that were in it, I wasn't as explicit given the fact that we talk about setting your best lineup to win every week. And Mm. even I think I put that in the chat and it wasn't interpreted in, in a certain way. Anyway, it's not about that league. I think, you know, what I've learned about 2020 is there was a combination of a few things I saw in leagues I was in. There was the people that, that took on way too many leagues um, in the, in the regulars, in the, in the draft season with lockdown happening. There was a lot of leagues I played in, not leagues that we commissioned, but leagues that we played in where they were abandoned, where mm. people were just abandoned their teams. And that was unfortunate. And I don't think as a commissioner, you can avoid that. I don't, uh, you know, I think it's a hard thing. I think people will cut down on leagues. I think some people got very much overexcited and, you know, we did to an extent, you know, we played too many leagues, but we also created like 20 different leagues for people to play in. So part of that is if we didn't do that, we probably would have played in a few too many leagues, but not too many. Don't forget we play in championships and we play in analyst leagues. We play in like big tournaments and things like that. So it, was, it got down to the point where I don't think there was a ton of leagues that were just leagues playing in. But I think, yeah, we, we probably did a few dynasties. And there was a few I joined late on where we had listeners who wanted to um, create dynasty leagues and never played. And so I didn't really – I said to people, that I'm not commissioning them, I'm not running them. If you need a 12th person, I'll join, like, late on. And – um, there was a couple of those, so they, they're called five yard leagues because they were met and introduced through us. We connected people to set up a league and we might have joined, but we didn't, we're not commissioning them. We're not running them. Um, but yeah, I think the, 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 the one lesson I would give for this, this off season is if, you know, people are going to get very excited around draft time, people can get very excited around um, the NFL draft and we'll start dynasty leagues up have a, just a list of leagues that you want to play in and the types of formats you want to play in and start just thinking about, I want to play this many leagues. So how, what does that look like? And set yourself a limit. And, you know, if you go over that limit one or two, as long as you're comfortable with it and you're going to play them every week, that's up to you. That's absolutely fine. But I think you've got to have the point where you've got to play to your limit because I think it takes away from some of the fun. If you're playing too many leagues, it's all the waivers. It's all the, you know, it is a lot of admin, especially like I think I commissioned, I want to say it was probably close to 30 leagues. That's too many. Like I can't commission that many leagues um, and be effective. And that's why the vampire leagues were so difficult um, because that alone was so much work to sit there and work out what all the matchups and all the permutations to make sure that they were all correct. And then on top of that, try and commission the other leagues. Like it, you've got to have a balance. And some leagues need very, very little commission work, especially in a redraft league. Like um, I think most of our book leagues were pretty self-sufficient. People in there took ownership. They took accountability. If there was something that needed to be raised, they raised it. 
and they there wasn't needing to be too much admin, which was great because that, that that's when you're you're more the player than the commissioner. I, I don't I don't overly enjoy being a commissioner. <laughs> Um, it's a thankless task, isn't it? It's Even... a thankless task. You want to be the person playing in the league, and you yeah. want to be seen as a, a competitor than than an admin. Um, yeah. Set it all up, everything fine, and and it works great. And and if it does that, you don't have to make too many rulings in the season. And you know you've got a good league. You've got the right bunch of people. It's kind of self police, self admin. They're the kind of leagues you want. And, and and in redraft, it's a lot easier to be a commissioner league than being in a dynasty. So. You just have a think about that. We're going to host. Um, we're going to sit down and work out how many leagues we want to host next year. I don't necessarily have a problem with the amount that we put on, given the fact that the level of engagement was good. Mm. I think it just means that we we maybe look at doing, we look at our individual teams, or we we look at how we do that. But I don't think we're going to be running like twenty leagues. I think it might be, yeah, you know, sixteen something like that. Um, and I don't have a problem. I think that's a good level of leagues that we split and and do. And, you know, I think it, all of that will be fine. Um, because, again, a lot of those leagues were self-policed. They didn't involve too much individual day-to-day management, which is kind of fine then. Because then it's just your, your team, your waivers and everything. You're just a player in those leagues. Yeah. But, um, so don't worry, Rustation. We're not going to cut. Um, that many listener leagues, if, if any. There's going to be plenty of opportunities for people. There were a lot of people that had like three, four uh, entries into our listener leagues and we'll, you know, perhaps put a cap on them to a certain level so that it's opened up to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, we're not going to take away from them because those are the special leagues. They're the leagues that uh, build a community that, that we enjoy, that people enjoy, that we do very different leagues to your standards and your people. Um, I think a lot of people did enjoy the Vampire League. I didn't personally, but I know a lot of people did. A lot of people enjoyed the Flex Frenzy. I know a lot of people enjoyed the fa- the Franchise fa- um, Frenzy. I know a lot of people enjoyed the the Auction Leagues, uh, IDP Leagues. Um, a lot of credit for the IDP Superflex and for the Mariana Trench and the QB Needy. Um, there was a lot of really good formats I think we did, and a lot of people played a lot of leagues that they probably wouldn't have ever played before. Mm. And that's that's for me is what it's all about. I don't mind doing a lot of a lot of different leagues that really challenge and stretch and develop players. And I think that we've built a good level of player, and I think we've built a good community as a result of that. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think it's good as well that we we offered the variance, but by playing a variance league. So, for instance, like the Mariana Trench, which is basically a huge deep league. You've got a massive roster. You you also get to know players that you wouldn't necessarily in your standard 12-man league which is good for your knowledge of the game and fantasy comes with that so you get the bonus of a deeper knowledge of the the rosters of nfl teams which also helps you understand not understand but enjoy the games more when you watch them on telly because you're like oh i know that guy whereas normally you wouldn't know who the fourth receiver on the buffalo bills was where all of Mm -hmm. a sudden this year gabriel davis or isaiah mckenzie are suddenly a bit more relevant because you play them in your roster maybe so that's, I, I like doing stuff like that, which is a bit different. And IDP as well, because then you, you get to know the defenders. Because I know when I started fantasy, it was all about the offense. And when I watched Red Zone, it didn't matter really who was on the other side of the ball. Whereas now, if you're playing an IDP league, and obviously TJ Watt's an easy one because he's absolutely everywhere all the time. But you're like, yeah, that's my boy TJ. Like, I get that sack. Um, and you appreciate both sides of the ball. So I think it, for me, it helped with my knowledge of player base because of how many people I was watching. And it's just it's just it's just a very interesting way of playing. If you play in, in a league where the scoring is pretty good and um, it's fairly balanced, um, and I think Simo at the BFFL deserves a lot of credit for this because 
the scoring is done in such a way that the offense and defensive teams that dominate on one side of the ball, they're the ones that do struggle to win it and go the whole way. You need to have that balance where the teams are putting up consistently 90 points on each side of the ball to have a chance to win every week. Mm. Um, and they're fairly even splits. Okay, you might have certain weeks where Derek Henry propels you over the top and you might have a 120 to 80 kind of week with your D but or offense to D. But ultimately, both are securing a good level. You can't just ignore the defense and go, well, I'll just take defensive players with the last eight rounds and I'll go offensive, offensive, offensive. Because... It doesn't work like that. Um, and I think the good leagues are where they make the defensive players relevant. You don't want them to be too relevant to where linebackers score as much as quarterbacks. Um, but you do want them to where you kind of their pass scores or similar to pass scores on each side of the ball. And it means that you can't ignore one like without the other. Um, there's so many leagues I see where they're, they're too much inflation on tackle. So linebackers become massively relevant. And then to the point where wide receivers become irrelevant, that yeah. you're better off stacking your team with, with a load of uh, linebackers than you are playing and, and just getting what you can at, at wide receivers. So uh, it's an interesting one for me. Like I think IDP just adds so much extra value. And I think there's some great people in, in the industry that do some great IDP content and, and hopefully with Mason and um, who knows who else we get to, to write IDP, but um, be good to see more content on IDP and, and sort of grow it a little bit. Cause as you said, it helps the knowledge and, and everything, but it's a format I, I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. I love it. I think, I think perhaps Superflex IDP is my pinnacle roster. If, if I'm going to have to play, if I could only play one type of fantasy football, it would be Superflex IDP with a balanced scoring format across the whole thing. What I would like to see is almost a captain of the defense selected. So you have a quarterback on your offense, but then your captain of defense can be have quarterback scoring by perhaps doubling his scoring. So mm. because there's only three defensive positions on sleeper anyway. You've got your defensive line, linebacker and cornerback. And you don't really want to be starting any corners. You want to be starting safeties because they do all the tackling and stuff. So if you could plug someone in as your defensive captain who could replicate the quarterback position, then you have your four offense and four defense. And then I think that way, if you wanted to put a linebacker in who was going to get more points like a quarterback, you wouldn't have to necessarily negate, like you say, wide receivers to pick up your TJ Watts or your Darius Leonard's because I mean in in the IDP league we did take we took um oh, who did we take Darius Leonard yeah we took Darius Leonard and Buddha Baker or yeah the other the, the uh I think we took Buddha Baker or Jamal um, Adams maybe it wasn't Jamal Adams but either um, way because yeah. the scoring was quite heavily in fact we just thought we've never done this before in the first round let's take a couple of IDP guys and see how mm. offense pans out and actually I think we made the semi-finals in the end so yeah we went deep in it so it, it's definitely interesting and I think these are lots of the things that we'll look at in the in the off season for sure but obviously we just had week 16 um and playoff finals like how did how did you get on like what what happened to to you and and what did you do in week 16 i don't <laughs> this is going to sound terrible but i don't have a final number yet because there's a couple of leagues i haven't checked um and one of them i think that the two that i haven't properly checked are co-owner leagues i know that i won a championship or two championships uh, one with josh and one with jk they were our joint ones i don't know how many you and i won joint i i think we won a couple we we definitely definitely won a couple of joint ones and then 
I won. I finally gained vengeance over you in one of our home dynasty leagues, beating Murph in the final of any form of fantasy football. has been kryptonite for me. So to finally get the job done this year, um, it was good. Uh, I, I almost wish that it was a bigger beat down because that would have meant that Murph made it went all the way in the Warrior Bowl and, and didn't come one inch short or whatever it ended up being. But um, yeah, and then I, and in my home league with the Monster team, I I. I went down at the final hurdle. To be fair, I was chasing a 250-point deficit, so it was always going to be an ask. And then late yesterday afternoon, Murph and I were having a conversation about me trying to trade for Stefan Diggs and what his value would be and was it worth me doing it for a final throw at the dice and had I had I have given up more than I was willing to prepare play, uh, pay for Stefan Diggs, sorry, I would have got over the line and won the championship, but I would have had to give up too much for future games in Dynasty, which I wasn't really prepared to do. And Murph taught me down off that tilting ledge, which I, I did. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, but, yeah, and then, like you said, okay, you might have won the league this year, but I think you just have to look at it and go with what you're giving up and what you would have had to have done. It just wasn't worth it. Like you just have to look at that and go, I'm willing to, I'm willing to give up maybe one year to try and win this year. And I said to you, the chances of Diggs doing it was ten percent, and all right, it fell in the ten percent. It happened, but. It doesn't. You have to play the game. You have to follow a strategy, and you have to follow a guidance. Like you know, my 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 season finished. You know, with twenty two finals, it was it was eleven and eleven. You know, I split them right down the middle. I lost a couple real nail biters that went down to the final quarter. I lost the Warrior Bowl by heartbreaking in so many ways, but also very humbling and amazing to to be the runner up of a two hundred and forty man tournament to a worthy winner in in Steve. Um, who who won it in you know and we were chatting beforehand and it, it basically we knew it was going to come down to the final two we didn't obviously anticipate there was a third guy who who, who almost picked me we were a point and a half which was um Tim Mann uh, Jeff who's a, who's a really good bloke and he he sort of came up the rails because he had both Diggs and Allen so it seemed almost impossible because I and Allen and the guy in front of me had Diggs and it was like well he had both but he was so far back and then he sort of cut the deficit and made it it made it a game at the end and the three of us were split by 10 points and you know it, it it's always hard to to lose a game i was winning at half time um and then you know two drives to digs in the third quarter and allen gets benched and it's, it's game over then and you just think well it's pretty heartbreaking to watch that live but at the same point upon reflection you know it, it's an amazing achievement to to be a runner up in a, in a 240 man tournament to lose to a great winner is, is is even more humbling and you know I could sit here with the start sit decisions you know I thought Mariota was going to play and I benched Aguilar for Russell Gage and you know but then the winner did the same you know he benched CD Lamb minutes before kickoff for Antonio Gibson and you play both those decisions out he probably I think still gets over the line you know you could play the if and or maybe game it doesn't matter at the end of the day like nope. you, you can sit there and say yeah if I'd done this I would have won great but there was a reason why you didn't do it and the other 99 times that you followed that process you'd have won don't abandon what got you there to the final you know you make those judgment calls some break for you some don't it's like it's like poker um but you know wonderful guys in, in the warrior bowl um amazing tournament run by Greg. He did a phenomenal job. £10,000 for charity they raised. And to do that and to put on a great tournament, we're, we're honoured to you know partner with them. And we'll, um, yeah, great, great bunch of people, great tournament. But yeah, 11-11 for me. Um, got Kamara a bit, got Adams a bit. 
Um, but I looked at the 11 leagues I won, and they were very, very interesting leagues. Um, there's a massive spread. I won a, an IDP league. Um, I won a, a Dynasty PPR league. Um, I won a 20-man PPR league, um, which is the 4th and Inches podcast one. Um, I you know, won um, a, a deep, deep um, Dynasty league. It was in his first year, but I won, like, it was a very deep roster, deep bench. Um, won a Dynasty Flex Frenzy League. I had it was against Kamara in that and had Evans and came back and, and won that, ironically, with Tannehill. Um, and the guy let me have Tannehill in the last, but he had the other Tennessee. And we were talking and he was like, um, I, don't, I have no interest in Tannehill. You can just take him with your last pick. So he just let Tannehill fall to me because I don't want Tannehill. I don't want him in my team. Tanya wasn't great, but he got me just enough points in that final <laughs> game to win me the matchup. And he's like, I can't believe it's come down to Tannehill when seven months ago we were talking about you having Tannehill in the last pick for nothing. And he was like, curse for luck. But that's what happens. That's the that's the, all the breaks. Um, you know, one we won a we won a joint PPR league, we won a joint auction league. First time I've ever won an auction league, by the way. So um that was good. Um won obviously the division in, in the Warrior Bowl and came runner up in a very deep man tournament. We came twenty sixth in the UKFL, that's two hundred and seventy eight players. Okay, not a great final week, but we were consistently up there in in um you know, to make the final of that to finish twenty sixth. It doesn't sound impressive, but you finish over the top 10%, so you beat 90, 91% of the field. You're taking that all day long. Like mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's it's a phenomenal performance. You know, we made the semifinals of the Steve Rainbow. I'm still convinced we'd win that if, if Dak doesn't get injured. We had the best team. We were still competitive. We finished in the top 10 of that deep league. You know, playoffs in the Megalobowl didn't win that. We won the, FF, um, the Scott Fish Bowl 10 eliminator with Justin Boone. Best ball 17 team against analysts and all that. And, you know, that's another league that... that that we won combined that um, was, was special. And, you know, a one half point PPR league, a standard league, um, you know, so his leagues all over the board, all very different. And that's, I think is, I'll be quite, you know, it was sore this morning to have lost as many games as the lost, but at the same token to make the finals, made the semifinals in over 70% of the leagues uh, or playoffs in over 70% of the leagues. And then to make the finals in, 30 plus percent of leagues and get the end that maybe our teams deserved or especially our shared teams. I think our shared teams got a very raw deal um, in that, in that last week. I think we built some really good teams that that in another week would have, would have reversed those and, and won a lot more ships. Um, but that's, that's the game and I love it. And we lost to some great people and a lot of people's highlights were, were beating us in finals. And <laughs> in some ways I'll take that because we've enhanced people's experiences and especially in the book leagues, people commented that the books helped them win leagues. And that, that's kind of why we're here. So amazing season, amazing, you know, the, the final week. I don't, I think we were probably five ships like you and me combined. We're probably five ships short of what we probably deserved, but it doesn't matter. Like yeah. at the end of the day, I, you know, 11 ships, you know, um, I don't know what that was a strike rate like 17% it's not bad you, 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 to win one is very special to win 11 is, and in, in the different formats is incredible runner up in the in the Warrior Bowl three top 26 finishes in big big multiplayer tournaments um, I think it's been a great season I think it's been a tough season a challenging season but 
I think if if people would listen to our advice and followed the takes and uh, followed the podcast, followed the the waiver wire, I'm I'm inclined to think that people did very. There were people reaching out to us Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, saying you helped me with my first championship. Hmm. Um, shout out to our patron, um, Stephen, Stephen Sour Beer fan. What a legend, by the way, he is. Um, he he came to me with a start sit question and it was Kurt Samuel over uh, Jameson Crowder. He picked Crowder. That points difference was enough for him to win his first ever championship. And then 24 hours later, he has Josh Allen and uh, Josh Allen has taken down the, the patron versus staff uh, league and he's going to win a jersey out of it so the guy went 24 hours went from never winning a, a league to following a bit of advice we gave him and he wins his home league and then he follows that up by winning the the patron versus staff five-year rush league and he's going to get a jersey courtesy of of us uh, which is pretty cool so <laughs> uh, and just an all-round top blokes so i know he's listening cheers uh, Steve, for everything interacting, being a patron, we appreciate it. We're glad that you got some ships, and I wanted to give you a shout out because you, you'd be great as we can. He was rooting for me in the Warrior Bowl as well, and uh, yeah, um, heck of a season. And when it's all over in six days' time, um, you and me will take a sort of break from writing fantasy content on a regular basis and concentrate on on a certain fantasy football playbook 2021 you say take a break i've already started <laughs> well yeah okay well, I, 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 I i know what you mean though we our articles will be uh will be peeled back and and shelved whilst we dive into the 2021 playbook which i'm thoroughly excited for i do have yeah. to say i think it's going to be good this year there's some things that we'll learn to improve we'll put in some guides of some new um league ideas and we'll we'll do some some strategic uh, things on some new leagues like maybe IDP and I think I did IDP but maybe look at that a bit more in depth and, and auction still some ideas were kicking around at the front end with some updated stats the PAS metric will need to be compiled um, and a lot more work on that but I'm looking forward to and writing it and getting away from waiver wire <laughs> sit out sits mm-hmm. um, it is a bit monotonous it's great I love it don't, don't get me wrong like, I'm not complaining but it it does get to the point where you're just looking at EPN, you're just like, right, who's under 30% in this week? All right, Kiki. And it's the same guy. She's yeah. like, okay, but I bet there is a, a science to it, but it's good fun. Uh, looking forward to doing some more strategic work and we'll do some reviews of, of 2020 and we'll break down. I'm going to, I'm going to cut into the data um, and start cross-secting and see what we can see in the trends from 19 to 20 and, some some things that I want to dig into that I've I've picked up on. So I'm looking forward to to doing that um, for the pod, for the, for the site, but then also for the book as well. Yeah, and I, let's I, deliver some more ships in 2021. Absolutely, let's keep filling the dock until we've got an armada that we can uh, go, go and invade places with. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a shout out to the boys as well. Like they represented the brand Five Yard Family massively well in all the competitions they were in. Pitsy, Rob, Tom. You know, Ash, uh, Nick, Mark, everybody who's out there. Uh, if I've forgotten anybody, I apologise. Yeah. This is off the top of my head. Uh, Josh, obviously, he beat me in a couple of finals. So my pad one is now yeah. fully qualified as a Jedi Master. And, you know, that they all represented <laughs> in wherever they went. They they represented us. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking well, about yeah, it. Well, yeah, Pitsy. Yeah. 
yeah, Pitsy went to the finals of Steve Ray Bowl or semi-finals of Steve Ray Bowl. You know, he made the final four, whatever it was of that. Um, Rob, Rob really final sixteen the of the drafting with giants. Drafting with giants. Yeah, and Mark with DraftKings, Nick and DraftKings, both those guys have been absolutely killing it. DraftKings tournaments, um, you know, as of late, and their pods worth listening to. I mean, it's the end of the season now, but I th- you know, whether they decide to do some basketball content, I don't know. Nick is a lot so. more into it. So, yeah, apparently Nick's pretty good at hoops. So we're learning that one uh, pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, I think there's a, a lot of guys who, who did well this year. Um, you know, we talk about Rich. Um, Dynasty Island, you know, he he made the semi-finals of Eurovision. Uh, he made semi-finals of the UKFL. He made the semi-finals of the of finals of the UKFL. He actually finished one place above us. I think it was point two of a point between the, the two the two of us. It was nice to be sat with him. Um, and semi-finals of the Warrior Bowl. So he went deep in tournaments. He, I think, he's very similar to me. The the tournaments, I think, really sort of appealed to him, and uh, he'll look forward to getting into those next year. So. I'm delighted that he's on board. Uh, you know, we did the announcements last week where he did them and we kind of just echoed off the back of them. And, you know, Rush Nation, you asked for Dynasty content in, in 2021. We're going to give you a lot more Dynasty content. We're going to bring an excellent Dynasty pod. Um, there's going to be Dynasty content galore. So, you know, we're going to get you ready for those leagues. Plus, with the college boys doing the draft profiles, they're going to start dropping daily from Jan 1, we were told today. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stick them to it, but I have put it on the... I have put it on the microphone now, so they're kind of stuck. Well, um, to, to be fair so to Tom and, to and Ash, they, they've loaded them in. They're in the back office loaded, ready. I've not looked through them yet, but they're ready to go. So I January the 1st, there, there will be draft profiles going out. And then Rich, I spoke to Rich last night. I realized I hadn't personally reached out and welcomed him to the five-yard family. So I sent him a little message and just said, you know, hey, bud, how you doing sort of thing? Because it was only in the group chat that you and I had spent to him on. And I sent him a message and he said, look, I'm, I'm ready to go. You let me know when. I said, well, if you're ready to go, let's go. So next week, next Wednesday is is going to be where the first Dynasty pod drops on the Five Yard channel. So look out for that one because he's pretty stoked to get it underway. Yeah, and, and as are we. I'm so glad that he approached us. We put the vacancy up there. He he came and applied and I, I'd heard his podcast and I know what he can do. Um, I'm very excited to have him on board and you are as well. So I think he's going to do a great job for us and it's great to have him and the family. It just adds another string to the bow. There's still spaces for people. Um, you know, we're going to need some writers in the off season. There's going to be a lot of work to do to get ready for 2021. We're going to hit it hard. We want to win people more championships in, in 2021 to, I guess, give people an idea as to what's going to be happening. Podcasts aren't going to stop. You know, we're not one of these, we're not someone who goes, right, we'll see you in, in six months. Um, the amount of podcasts will go down. We're not quite sure how many uh, we will put out. Um, there will be content at least weekly on the pods, pods, and uh, you know there's some discussions to be had. But you know, I did a feedback survey. Thank you so much, everyone. I haven't even shared these internally, but you know, the two big things that came out of it was Dynasty and um, more guests back. And I think I said on here a few weeks ago, it was very difficult to get guests on during the season during pandemic we've both got young children it's trying to fit in the schedules and and trying to get those done but we are going to bring guests back we're going to do uh, you know as many guest podcasts as we can in this off season to learn about 2020 to think about 2021 but just for some general entertainment as well so we don't stop it's not going to stop there'll be less content on the site i think that's pretty obvious um that's not a bad thing but there will be some really good stuff to analyze 2020 
Um, but having said that, the college boys are going to kind of take over in January and post their draft profiles and get everyone excited for draft season, which luckily for me, I don't have to worry about that until the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are eliminated from the playoffs. So I get a few <laughs> more weeks off from draft content for a change. Normally I'm kind of head deep thinking about who's getting drafted, but I've still got some fantasy to do some NFL season skin in the game. So I'm looking forward to that. But also speaking of the playoffs, um, launched today three playoff leagues. Two are full um, prior to recording, which is just amazing. Again, the appetite for people to want to continue to play fantasy <laughs> football despite a grueling four-month season is ridiculous and amazing. But that is kind of why we're here. I, At time of recording, there was 10 spots left. I think I've got some requests in my inbox for people to play. Um, I don't know if when this goes out, there are spots available. What will happen is if all the spots are filled, I will do one more because there's a couple. <laughs> well, the reason I say this, there's a couple of them a contest, which is just contest is pretty easy. Like contest is just, you know, we pick a team, not overly compared to what we've been doing. It's going to be like a holiday. So we will do one more, but it's only going to be for people who listen to this. I'm not going to put it on Twitter I'm not going to fill it with um, people I know, etc. It's purely for people who listen to this podcast. If you are listening, I am good. If you want to play in this, it's going to be another content um, contest league. So again, so the contest leagues are where you're going to pick your um, lineup every week. So basically similar to DraftKings, you can select whoever you want. There's no draft. There's nothing like that. But the kicker is you can only select each player once in the playoffs. So if you select Patrick Mahomes in week 19, that's it. If the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, you cannot pick Patrick Mahomes again. You get in that one week, you get whatever he scores. Um, and, and that is that. I'm going to see if there's a way to do an eliminator format on it. If there's not, it will be just a total points aspect to it. I will try and add that. Um, depends what to enter it. You just have to DM us. Don't put it on Twitter. Let's, don't narrow the pool for everyone else. DM us on Twitter at Five Year Rush. And what's the <laughs> word going to be? Oh, um, chasing, chase the dragon. That's long. Just one word. Dragon's dra- fine. Dragon, yeah. yeah, yeah, dragon. So if you if you listen to this, you can tell we've done this on the fly. Um, <laughs> DM us the word <laughs> dragon. Just DM us the word dragon. Um, and if there's still a spot, you'll get a spot. So listen, this is going to reward those that listen early. Um, if you've entered any of the other ones, um, that's fine. That you can enter this one because you're a key listener, um, and that's fine. There's, I've told people there's a one cap limit on the other leagues, and that's fine. That's going to remain for this one. If you're listening and you're already in one of the other leagues and you want to take a spot, DMS Dragon, you can have a spot. I, I already know how many people are going to DM Dragon like within an hour of this coming out. I just know it. I know, I know the people that will hit up the DMs because they are hardcore. Well, I, I hope so. And, and that would be nice um, because it's going to reward you for paying attention and for listening and sticking with us even after the season has ended. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. So, yeah, happy to do one more uh, on those instances for the key listeners. <laughs> There's no prizes, by the way. Before anyone gets excited, there's no, there's no prizes. There's no um, like incredible thing at the end of it. This is purely for joy. And there's um, something else which I'm going to email all the individual leagues on the first of Jan, which uh, will go in line with something that we talked about earlier that we're going to launch on the first of Jan. Um, 
so there'll be something to do with that but there won't be like uh, a massive prize unless you've got stickers or something lying around I, I do have stickers i actually do have stickers oh, so okay. we can send stickers out so we could do stickers yeah we have you got which ones you got just the brand or the rush nation or both I have both i have logo and rush nation okay so how about we do that so if you win this you can win exclusive now you only get these by the way we don't give these out to anybody we only give them out to people who order things from the shop mm-hmm. so these are yeah, the only way you get the stickers so how about we do that we've got four leagues so that's you get one of each sticker if you win how many people per league it's 12 but if you win so it's only oh, gonna be four okay. winners yeah that's fine so it's four of each sticker if, if we win Oh, yeah, I'm down. I've got those. They're locked and loaded, ready to go. All right, happy days. There we go. So we'll see. We're throwing something in. So there you go. They're exclusive. You can have those. Um, the other way you can get them is buy something from the shop. Plenty of merch <laughs> up there that you can buy. Look at that. Just plug in everything as we go. This is it on the fly material. Um, what else was I going to say? Just covering off. Cause I appreciate we've rambled on for quite a while now. Um, we are. People asked us about the Christmas show, so you know, thanks for everyone who listened. It wasn't our traditional Christmas show. COVID and lots of other things got in in the way. I transitioned into a new job. Um, that's not the way that some people thought that sentence might end, but I'll <laughs> leave that for another day. <laughs> um, you can tell the season's nearly over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brain's gone and frazzled. Um, so yeah, it just there was, and then again, as we mentioned, we guess it's a little bit difficult to get kind of what we wanted to do, and we didn't want to half-ass it. So we are going to do one um, on Super Bowl. So it's going to go out Super Bowl Sunday, very early uh, Super Bowl Sunday. So we're going to do a preview of the Super Bowl with some fun thrown in there. So maybe some things to spice up uh, Super Bowl Sunday or maybe some traditions from some American guests that we might bring on. Um, yeah, I, I, and do that. And I think that would be a, a lot of fun. So we're going to do that. Um, and we will do a giveaway for that. So we'll try and arrange something that we can try and give away for Super Bowl Sunday um, episode. And yeah, um, if you won any of our listener leagues, we'll be in touch at some point in the new year to talk about prizes and how you claim those, etc. For those of you in the book leagues that won the book leagues, um, you know, congratulations, win that. You'll get a copy of the book before um, before we put them up on the, in the shop. We'll um, send it to you so you'll get the exclusive first access to that for winning the book leagues and supporting the book and buying the book this year and uh, winning the book league. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is the FFCC 2021 is going to come back. Um, there is a winner. I think I know who it is. We're just going to double check it with Rich um, <laughs> just to make sure that it's all right. I don't want to faux pas and get it wrong. So I know it's, it's that's over, but there is a little bit just to verify and double check. Thanks to Rich, by the way, for, for helping us with this this year. It's been uh, a lot of work on his end and our end to get it out. But yeah, I massively appreciate uh, his work in King Fantasy Sports is a good place to go and get draft kits and uh, fantasy content and advice and lots of other things. So, you know, thanks to him. But the 2021 FFC will be open um, for registration jam one. We're going to give away, basically subscribe to the Twitter feed, jam one. There's going to be 50 guaranteed places up for grabs on jam one with details as to how you can get your spot before everybody else i like it so we're going to give away 50 50 spots in january for the ffcc nice and early um and i'm in talks with people to get some people in for that some great analysts you know we had graham barfield we had um joe dolan 
Gary Haddow, Kevin Tompkins, uh, Ryan Weiss. Um, there's so many, and apologies for uh, Justin Varnes. Um, there's so many great people that we got that, uh, um, yeah, you tell the end of the fantasy seasons here. Um, and there's going to be so many more great people to join us. As for where it's going to be hosted, we'll sort all that out uh, and get it all going. But subscribe to the Twitter feed, Jam One, if you want in and you want to draft with some of the podcasts that you listen to against some of the giants of the industry. And there will be, I guarantee you, there'll be a good 20, 25 just top, top names in the fantasy industry. You will want to make sure, and it's going to be available for everyone, 50 seats, easy to win. You have to do one simple thing and you have to do it before most people. And that That's right it. there is a new year spoiler. Right, Murph, we have been going for a fair whack now. I suggest we fly through this week's news and see where it takes us. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So after stepmother Lauren was on the show, she called Dwayne Haskins an idiot. The Washington football team also thought so, and they have cut Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I, uh, I, I get it. Like, I do get it. I, I think... If it was me and I was the GM of the Washington Redskins, I don't know why you don't healthy scratch him in week 17. You, the issue is he what he did was wrong. What you've done is you've just put it back into the new cycle again. Mm. I just think healthy scratch week 17 and then get rid. That, that That's what I think. But, hey, they've made that decision. It'd be interesting to see who claims him, if anybody. I'm sure someone will claim him. Do you think I? I think someone will. I don't. I don't. Do I think he's a player, an NFL caliber starter? Absolutely not. But do I? Do I think someone claims him? Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, if you if your team, let's let's take for example the New England Patriots. Most of his caps paid for. It's not really a lot. Cam Newton's not the answer. I'm not saying he's going to work at at the New England at all. Do I think he's a starter? No. Is Dwayne Haskins better than what the, the Patriots have right now? Like, maybe. <laughs> that's true. Like, that's a damning indictment on whoever's on the roster. But I think he's a backup. I think he's someone you can bring in and he can play uh, a little bit, for sure. Yeah. We'll see where that goes. I mean, there's plenty of time still for that story to rumble on and, and finish up, like you say. Yeah. Um, after missing 50, week 15 and 16, uh, for pretty much every football reason apart from being on the field, Jared Goff is actually going to miss week 17 as he's undergoing thumb surgery. Sorry, Rams fans, that was a little bit of a burn, but it's true. Jared <laughs> Goff has not been good recently. No, he hasn't. I said that. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just disappointing. So, yeah, he, you can you can bench him, and uh, I don't think you'll miss him in week 17. No. Absolutely not. We um we should mention that the Pittsburgh Steelers have clinched the AFC North, and with that happening, Mason Rudolph is going to start start Week Seventeen for the Steelers. Big Ben is being given the week off, and we talked about it just before we came on air that uh, Miles Garrett is trending on Twitter, and that is because the Browns face the Steelers in Week Seventeen. I mean, I the way I look at it is that the 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 Pittsburgh Steelers had a look at what the New York Jets did to the Browns and thought, well, if Sam Darnold can do that, I'm sure Mace Rudolph can do that. So, oh dear. <laughs> sorry, Browns fans, don't at me. Or Jets fans, I mean, that's a. Or Jets fans, don't at me. <laughs> yeah. a... I don't know which. I don't know who actually ends up worse on that. Who did I insult more? No, I'm kidding. Obviously, that's in jest. Um, but 
I, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I, I, if I'm the Steelers, I'm going out to try and get the two seed. But maybe they looked at Josh Allen and Steph Diggs last night and went, yep, they're winning in week 17. So, yeah, let's just – we've got the third seed locked up. We'll just do that. Maybe. Maybe. I, uh, I, was, I jumped about the order there, so apologies. Frank Gore is out of week 17. His future uncertain. I haven't seen anything on this, Murph. He asked to be cut because he was a healthy scratch on Sunday. So yeah. he said, just if you're not going to use me, you might as well just let me go. And they did. And I think maybe that's the end we see of Frank Gore because he did say he wasn't going to go out on a on a losing season or a 0-16 season, but they've won a couple of games. So Yeah, he could be back. I don't really know. Um, he's not going to play next week, so it'd be interesting to see what happens to Ty Montgomery or someone on waiver wire but didn't put in the column. Um, Ty Montgomery? God, that's a flat play I'm talking about. Ty Johnson could be someone. There's a few. Malcolm Brown, AJ Dillon. Ty Johnson might be someone that might be interesting in, in week 17 since the Jets are on that winning streak that they've longed for. <laughs> for so long <laughs> the Seahawks have wavered snacks Harrison yeah that's what we just talked about did we yeah that's this because he's a healthy scratch no we just talked about Frank Gore oh apologies snacks Harrison was wait I thought you said snacks Harrison because uh, no. you said the Seahawks that's what confused me no okay so uh snacks so me... Harrison has been wavered and Frank Gore is out of week 17 so Snacks Harrison was wavered because he was a healthy scratch and he asked to be cut. Frank Gore is out with injury in week 17. I was going to say, I'm fairly sure I saw some sort of Frank Gore record in week 16. And then you told yeah. me he was a healthy scratch and I'm thinking, no, did no, I no. miss something? What's Snacks, happening? Sorry, that was a crosswire. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. And uh, with the number one overall pick in the 2021 draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select quarterback Trevor Lawrence from Clemson all barring him staying at school the Jags have clinched the number one pick with the Jets beating the Browns on Sunday yeah good lord how is if you're Trevor Lawrence where do you want to go we've had this conversation the Jags or the Jets well the interesting news is that the Jags interviewed um, Urban Meyer to be their new GM on Sunday they were caught pitches him in the game um, which is, is interesting for those of you who don't know who Urban Meyer is. He's a former national champion head coach of both Florida and Ohio State, and he stepped down from the Ohio State job um, two years ago, I believe, maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, tw- two years ago. Um, due to health reasons, he has... Um, I don't, I don't want to come across as wrong. He has basically a condition in his brain. It's some form of growth. I don't want to say tumor because that might not be right. That um, causes pressure on the brain. Uh, it's induced under stress and the head coaching was seen to be too much for health reasons. Um, I have very clear views on, on who I think Urban Meyer is as, as a person and as a coach, as someone who fo- follows Florida. I'm, I'm just going to leave it as... Um, he's not someone I would ever want associated with any franchise that I support. If you want to know more, feel free to DM me. But um, yeah, he's just not somebody as a culture of a person, someone I I would want to be in charge of a football team that I support. Fair Tinkham. Great coach, very knowledgeable. Um, It's a personality. Fire your cannons, Murph. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have clinched a wild card spot to make the postseason for the first time since 2007. Yeah, so I was throwing back to how old I was when that happened, and I was 32, uh, 22 32. years old. I was 22 years old. Oh, this baby-faced really? assassin uh, was 22 when that happened. So, yeah, a lot's happened since then. And, um, yeah, I think 
you know, you, you have to look at it and say that Tom Brady was the best free agency acquisition in the off season um, to, to do what he has done. He's on since 2005. You know, I, I don't think that team is complete. I think that there's some real fundamental errors um, to be ironed out, but you know, boy, did they clinch the playoffs in style the way they put Detroit to the sword. I mean, I know Detroit aren't a good football team, but man, that first half was about as dominant a performance I've seen in the NFL in the NFL in 20 years. I mean, that they had to bench everybody to to stop that being a cricket score, <laughs> and and even even then, Blaine Garrett came on and scored a touchdown just for fun. Like it got it got silly. I like I'm glad in the fourth quarter he just kind of stopped. I thought I genuinely thought we'd see 60, 70 points here. It genuinely was, thought that was going to happen and then the it was definitely definitely worthy of the meme of the simpsons where everyone's pointing at the guy laying on the floor saying stop it he's dead okay. yeah. <laughs> it was pretty brutal and i think it was you know i think with the buccaneers now when you're looking at the teams in the nfc playoff you're looking at teams that are getting better or the buccaneers are getting better i still think they're a long way to go i don't think they're going to win it but i think they're a, they're a threat i think you look at the seahawks starting to go somewhere when you look at the green bay packers they look pretty good right now they're the three teams i look at right now i think they've got they've got a bit of everything um good defense good offense saints you can't really count out um but their offense is, is sort of struggling as late the rams i thought looked really good until the last few weeks they might even miss the playoffs altogether Oof. so it's interesting there i think the buccaneers are, are there to to make an upset um i don't think they'll do it but i think they could run it yeah, I, well, I mean, we 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 weren't sure that they were going to even be an eight and eight team at the start of the season, but oh, I thought nine and seven. I was I was pretty confident it'd be a nine and seven team. I thought it'd be a shaky start, and I thought they'd win the games down the stretch. And the the ones that I think have tilted it from a nine and seven season are the wins over Green Bay, and there's no yes. one in there. <laughs> uh, I think the Giants in the cold. I think that was one I slated to go the other way. Um, I think they were the two that I had going the other way. But I thought the Buccaneers would finish off the bye bye week and I thought they would run the table. And it looks like, I mean, this Atlanta's come this week, so that might not happen. But I did feel pretty confident that was going to happen. Yeah. uh, Talking of clinching, the Seahawks have clinched the NFC West after a 29 win versus the Rams. We talked about how the Rams have looked pretty poor of recent and... Jared, you just mentioned they might miss the playoffs. Jared Goff missing. It's 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 not great in uh, Los Angeles right now. Yeah, no, they they and with no Jared Goff, they've got to beat the the Cardinals. And I'll go through the playoff scenarios before we sign off in in just a minute um, as to what happens. But yeah, that's going to be an interesting one for sure. And then finally, the Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, have clinched the number one seed by and home field advantage for the playoffs after a win against Atlanta on Sunday. Nobody, that game did not go the way many thought. With the, with It, it was a very flip-flop game in, in, in sort of possession and it wasn't the shootout that we thought was going to happen for fantasy or for just generally because Atlanta can't defend and Kansas can score for fun and it ended up being a close one. Yeah. And I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be a really, really good indictment for them to see what they get up to. And, and home field, the last time they had home field advantage, they um, didn't make it count. So it'd be interesting to see if they do this time round. Hundred mm, percent. What I thought was also funny is I had a lot of Devontae Adams going into Sunday night, and obviously 
with work Monday, I didn't stay up and watch the Titans game. And Josh sent me a picture of the, some bloke training on the field. It was our like, oh, snow in the Titans game. And I thought, oh, this has got Derek Henry written all over it. They're just going to run it down Green Bay's throats because that's what you do against Green Bay. And then I saw the score and Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers just went bananas through the air. And it wasn't quite as snowy as maybe it It, it, it got light. Yeah. Three started off heavier. They got it clear and it was better as it went on. I mean, that the way that they went through the air on a snowy sort of day in Lambeau was ridiculous. Yeah, they, they made it look easy. And they they look good right now, but they they can't stop the run. No, no. But then, hey, if 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 they can do that in the snow, yeah, we saw it last year. Faltered, yeah. faltered. Right, Murph, you talked about playoff scenarios. Let's give Russ Nation a rundown of what is happening. Yeah, so I'm going to run through this really quickly. I'm going to start in the AFC. I'll start with the AFC South. That scenario is the um, only division still up for grabs in the, is the AFC South. The other three have been clinched. Um, it's really simple. It's Titans um, or the Colts that can win the division. The Titans have to equal or better the Colts' uh, results. So if the Titans win, they win the division. If they lose um, and the Colts lose, um, then the Titans will win the division. Um, so ultimately the Colts have to win versus the Jaguars and hope that the Titans slip up against the Texans and that will decide the winner of the AFC. Interesting. So there's going to be, um, there is four spots available when there's five teams in the race for it. So basically if the Titans fail to win the AFC South, they can still clinch uh, a playoff berth if they lose and the Ravens or the Colts or the Dolphins lose. So they've got a lot of different ways they can get in that are yeah. all pretty positive. Um, you know, they need one result to go their way out of four. So if they don't take matters into their own hands, if the Ravens lose to the Bengals, the Colts lose to the Jags, or the Dolphins lose to the Bills, they will clinch playoffs. But, but of course, if the Colts lose, then they clinch the division. So <laughs> that one's kind of not really that relevant. Um for the Dolphins to clinch a playoff spot, they just have to win. So if they beat the Bills, they will Oof. clinch and they will win. Um, if they lose, they can still clinch a wildcard spot if they lo- if the Ravens lose or the Browns lose or the Colts lose. You've got a lot of opportunities to get in. Yeah. The Ravens, pretty simple. Win and they're in. Um, they've got the Bengals, so again, looks pretty likely. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we've seen some results recently. Maybe that, that shakes up. But if the Browns or the Colts lose and they lose, then they still get in. So the Ravens have uh, a lot of chances. This is where it gets um, a bit crazy. The Browns. So the Browns will clinch a, they, Browns will clinch with a win. So again, pretty easy. If they win, they're in. So those three teams, the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Browns, will win if they're in. If they lose um so the browns will if the titans lose and the ravens win they get in if the titans lose and the colts win they're in if the titans lose and the dolphins win the browns are in so they've got they need the titans to lose to get in basically if they lose and they have the steelers so tough tough matchup um the colts basically are the ones that have the most difficult because they're the outside looking in they basically if they don't win the division, so if right. the Titans win and the Colts win, they will need they will need one of the three teams, the Ravens, the Dolphins, or the Browns to lose. Because so basically the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Browns, or the Colts all have the same record and the Titans have the same record. So basically if everyone wins, the Colts are out. Okay. 
I think the likelihood is the Dolphins lose against the Bills. That's a difficult one. Um, that, but I, I think also the Browns potentially are in trouble against the Steelers, but you don't know with Mason Rudolph. Oh, yeah, so that's, no, yeah I, forgot, I forgot about that. So that's going to be an interesting one. So let's go to the NFC. Um, so the only division in play is the NFC East. So let's um, sort this one out very quickly. So if the, if the football team beat the Eagles, they win the division. <laughs> Right, pretty straightforward. The football team will win the, the NFC least. The Giants will require, and then basically the Giants and the Cowboys play each other. So if the Cowboys, so basically if the Washington football team lose, the winner of the Giants Cowboys game right. wins the division. Okay. So if the Giants beat the Cowboys, Washington lose. Giants win the division. If the Cowboys win and Washington lose, Cowboys win the division. Um, the two that do not win the division will be eliminated from the playoff contention. They cannot make the wild card. Right. Let's go to the wild card. Wild card picture is pretty, pretty clear here. Um, three teams battling for two spots here. So you've got the Rams, the Bears, and the Cardinals. Pretty simple picture here. Um, the Rams will get in if they win right. or if the Bears lose. The Bears are playing the Packers. The Rams are playing the Cardinals. The cool. Bears get in with a win or if the Cardinals lose and the Cardinals get in with just a win. So the Cardinals win, they're in and the Rams will be eliminated. Well, actually the Rams will still go through because they have the tiebreaker of the Bears. So basically the Bears need to win and they need the, the Rams to win in order to get in. Okay. So basically if the Cardinals win, really they're simple, in. if the Cardinals win, them and the Rams are in. Right. So and... it's not as out bad an outlook for for uh, for LA as, as it as it sort of needed to be. I thought yeah. it was worse than that, but actually it doesn't look too bad for home field, by the way, Packers just need to win. And if they don't, then if they win, they get the home field advantage and number one seed in the bye. If they, um, if the Packers don't win, but the Seahawks lose, they get the number one bye. the saints are still in the mix. They need a Packers loss and the Seahawks win. Packers lost. Okay. Right. Um, the Seahawks is- and the Seahawks need to win. Uh, to get the home field, Packers, Seahawks need to beat the 49ers. The Packers need to lose to the Panthers, and the uh, Packers need to lose to the Bears. The Saints need to lose to the Panthers for them to get the number one seed. Basically, it looks like Green Bay is going to get the number one seed, but the Saints or the Seahawks have an outside chance. And that is your playoff picture for Week 17. Okay, got it. I think I think I think I've got it. <clears throat> I'm I'm not entirely sure. There's a lot of information in my ear holes through that last couple of minutes there, and without pen and paper to write it down or or visually see it, it's it's difficult to follow. But I think I'm there. I think I'm there. Yeah. Um. And I think Murph, that is going to do it for the flagship show. I don't want to get into our last segment and not give no. it the time it's due. So I agree. Yeah, that's that's it. Week 17 is upon us. Week 16 and most of the fantasy finals is done but there is still week 17 games so i'm not going to be the guy who sits here and says season's over like i did earlier i've been swayed it shouldn't be but alas there is still people playing so we'll take you under our wing and hopefully we can get you those ships or yeah there'll be a matchups pod that will definitely happen the matchups pod will just talk you through who to play for the latest information i have it will probably be done on recorded on thursday and go out at some point on thursday um there just to help anyone that's out there listening there um will be um stream article out tomorrow start sits it's a tricky one depending on the information and if i think it's overly useful i will do it but if not the matchups pod will will be there but obviously the problem with start sits is people could just get 
be sitting left, right, and centre, and it could just get a bit of a silly season. We'll see yeah. what happens. It can. It tends to be a little bit messy week seventeen. So yeah, I don't want to put anything out that just goes obsolete so quickly. So one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Well, Murph, right. this is the last time you and I will be on the podcast airwaves this side of twenty twenty one. I smashed 20. through that, that that door and and opened twenty twenty one up and and I'm not going to say those Voldemort like words. Um, but we're going to explode into twenty twenty one like twenty twenty was just another year. It's been an absolute blast, mate. A pleasure as always. Wouldn't same be to Tuesday, you. It, it wouldn't be Tuesday without this. So I appreciate you for that, and uh, uh, I, I appreciate you for co-owning the teams with me because I'm not. You know, you've done the majority of the work, so I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Uh, it's been good. I've enjoyed a lot of them. We've met some excellent people. Um, you know, for this and think I was, I was like being a moaning mert or anything like that. <laughs> it, it really wasn't. I was, you know, I'm just a pretty honest person. I tell people basically how I think and how I, how I feel. And um, you know, for me, it's it's just uh, I'm happy to put in the work and and to have people play in leagues that matter uh, with good people and make friendships and make networks and for me that's the joy of it that's that's the championship is meeting a load of great people who just appreciate not just the work that we do but just appreciate each other and and build a great community and good friendships and that's for me what it's all about and, and giving back a little bit so I love running a lot of leagues and love doing that and we will continue to do a lot of fun leagues and we'll give away prizes and we're going to do so many cool things this year and there's gonna be a lot of cool tournaments a lot of cool leagues so you know don't listen to that first little bit and think like oh that, that's gonna happen it, it absolutely is because we love it um it's just you know as always there's always one or two things that just mm-hmm. need to change to be better and evolve uh, being a little bit more ruthless with some leagues and uh some of the way that they're run and uh not running vampire leagues <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But yeah, better isn't always better for everyone. So um, we'll, we'll see how that goes, and we'll see how twenty twenty one looks on the other side of the door. Rush Nation, this has been this has been a hell of a year, and I'm pleased you have all joined us on the journey, Murph. I'll chat to you later, big man Lee. I'm sorry if I ruined the camera outlook somewhere near the end there. I flicked a few buttons and something went wrong. But hey, I'm sure you got that covered, right? Anyway, Rush Nation, until twenty twenty one, don't forget, stay safe and keep rushing. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.